In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joe-Man! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 307 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... I am Joe from the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Yeah you are buddy, what's up? Gomez, we're recording this with less than two hours to go uh, before the trade deadline for Major League Baseball this year. Mm, yes, and you just day. informed me <laughs> yes, <laughs> of one of the biggest deals I have ever heard of in my life. Woo! Steel. Steel of the century. <laughs> it is unbelievable that such top-name talent can go all the way to the West Coast, to the San Diego Padres. Top talent. Top guy shit. J.D. Davis is traded? Get the <laughs> hell out of here. What? How could that be? Oh, boy. <laughs> MLB trade deadline. Uh, so the big news, we got our Soto trade today, bro. Well, he actually went to the Padres. I think J.D. Davis yes. went to the Giants. Oh, okay. Somewhere. One of those West Coast teams. Oh, so the Soto Juan's, deal here. How the fuck do you trade Juan's? Think about this for a second. It's insane. The, the Washington Nationals. Recently won a World Series, right? Yes. Only a couple of years ago. And in that time, in the past, like, say, three to four years, they have lost Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, <laughs> Anthony Rendon, all these guys. These are it's... top guys all gone off one roster. It's pretty crazy. They got a pretty good farm system, huh? Nope. Shit. Where do, where do all those guys come from? <laughs> uh, Well... Actually, well, Scherzer was a free agent signing. That's Trey right. Turner yes, was a was. trade. Oh, Rendon wow. was drafted. Soto oh, well, was an international good. signing. I thought they had this little thing there. Yeah, that's right, Scherzer. Yeah, all right, yeah. Ooh. Max Scherzer might be the best free agent signing of all time for what they gave him. Yes. Seven years, $210 million. I mean, he definitely overproduced. 100%. One of the only pitching contracts, right? Well, usually, the minute they sign that contract, it's the worst, worst contract in history, bro. Every time. But not that time. He should have asked for a raise after every season, bro. Yeah, pretty much. He's incredible. Love that he's on my team. Love to see it. Uh, so, I mean, the, the baseball, the, there shouldn't be any. That was the big one. I doubt anything else of substance is going to happen. Well, I mean, I mean, right? uh, can't be. Yesterday, as you know, so as we're recording this on Tuesday, so Monday, the Yankees got Frankie Montas from Oakland, who was mm-hmm. one of the bigger pitchers that was going to be available. The Yankees just dished off Joey Gallo today. Oh, good so, riddance. That guy, now, poor guy. Lifelong you know, dream, bro. Poor, poor guy for Joey Gallo. Congratulations to me because now I can actually cheer for the guy. <laughs> but I, if you go back to last year, I mentioned 
you know, the two players from different teams who I always liked for being nice Italian gentlemen, Joey Gallo <laughs> and Anthony Rizzo. And they both got traded at the same deadline to the fucking Yankees. So obviously I, I wasn't able to cheer for these guys. I don't want them to do well. And I got my wish when it came to Joey Gallo. Now he could go somewhere else and prosper. Bro, not doing well is uh whoo boy, that man was slumping. Jeez, what a terrible year he's having. So I mean, uh Con- Wilson Contreras from the Cubs still needs to be dealt as uh as far as I know. It looks like they've already dealt David Robertson. Not to the Mets. Uh, Mets aren't really doing much. I'm a little nervous. I thought they were going to be a little bit more active on this deadline because they do have some holes to fill. I don't know if this is teams uh, really trying to extract an exorbitant return from the Mets or if this is just a product of them not having a very strong farm system. They're very top-heavy. They've got some good prospects at the top levels of the minor leagues, but they don't really have a lot of depth behind that. So this could just be an issue where they really don't have the prospects that other teams are interested in. What is it that you're looking for them to do? Well, what's the, if they can only make one one move, what do the Mets need the most here? Ooh. It's tough because tonight is the night that Jacob deGrom returns. Yes. So you would theoretically maybe say. Maybe we don't need pitching. Maybe That's... we don't need a pitcher, but. The man hasn't pitched in like seven years. So it's been a long time, bro. A lot of delays, a lot of setbacks. I would like to see a lefty reliever, like okay. a quality lefty reliever. Um, I don't know. I feel like they can make upgrades. There's plenty of places to make upgrades. Catcher, you know, if they want to make a deal for Contreras, I would be for it, but I don't want them giving up a lot to do it since he's an impending free agent. So, like I said, it could be one of those things where the guys the Mets do have interest in, teams just want their their higher-level prospects, which I just don't think is reasonable for, you know, no, it's not, not like you're that. going out there getting Juan Soto. Yeah, Juan, Juan Soto, Soto changes the equation. You could have it, yeah. If you're going to get Otani, you know, changes yeah. the equation. Sure. Wilson Contreras for fucking two and a half months, I'm not giving you my top, you know, any of my top prospects. I understand. I get it. All right. Ooh. I wonder. I hope we get some breaking news in the show. That'd be exciting. That would be great. We may uh, apparently uh, Noah Syndergaard may be getting ready to move. So I saw this poor guy. Couldn't have happened to a better dude. Yeah, right. Hey, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Uh, like hate the guy for taking yeah. more money. Sure. You have a you have a finite amount of time to make all the money you possibly can. Go get yours. So thank you, everyone, for coming to episode 307 of the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to follow us on all the social medias at Car Jomez. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. Leave a five-star review. Take a screenshot of that review. Tweet it to us at Car Jomez. And you could possibly win a signed 8x10 from both Mm -hmm. Gomez and I. And that would be really cool. You could hang it on your wall. It looks good on your wall. And some people have shown us it looks really good next to your vinyl machine. It does look good next to your vinyl. I mean, we look good anyway, obviously. I mean, hello, duh. Anywhere you put us, baby. Woo, we looking good. Exactly. So you could put us, that vinyl machine, above the toilet next to your poster of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose if you had a poster of Jar Jar Binks, that's where it would go. 
It's a great place for it, definitely, <laughs> if one would own such a thing. If one was apt to own such a poster. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many of them are in existence, let alone hanging up somewhere. Maybe in a warehouse somewhere, just collecting some dust. A warehouse of Jar Jar Binks posters? Like, oh, we, we miscalculated this one, boys. Uh, Gomez, while we're talking a little bit of Star Wars, Ooh. something dropped this week. Ooh. Did you see? Because I, I caught it because it, it happened to come across my Twitter feed. You know me. I don't go looking for stuff. Sure. But did you see the trailer for the new Star Wars show on Disney Plus and or? I did not see the tra- I saw that it dropped. I did not see the trailer. It's about two and a half minutes, you know, standard trailer length. How'd it look? I'll be honest with you. It comes off. If it wasn't a Star Wars show, I think you would look at this and be like, this looks like a really interesting little fucking show. Really? So the Star Wars makes you less interested? Well, the Star Wars adds a layer of expectations. Sure. And and think, you know things you expect from a star wars movie certain tropes or characters or things like that but i think if you were just looking at this as its own thing with no star wars branding you would have looked at this as possibly a really cool little sci-fi show Ooh, interesting i like that i saw that the show got pushed back to september 21st now it's supposed to come out in a couple weeks now a whole month's been pushed back oh i guess september yeah i believe that's what it said at the end it makes sense because it was coming out right around the same time as She-Hulk. We don't really need to double up again like we just did with Miss Marvel and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. It's and that's kind of Shakira song, obviously. <laughs> There's a She-Hulk in the closet. Ah, that's a great Shakira song. That's how it goes. Bro. That's how it goes. I love that song. <laughs> oh. Is that your been? favorite Shakira song? It is. I'm not a big Shakira fan. Are you a big Shakira fan? Like hit and right. miss. Yeah, that's my, that would be by far my favorite. I love that song, and I love uh, Try Anything from the Zootopia soundtrack. God bless you. <laughs> any, any chance I get to drop a Zootopia reference will be seized. Joe, you never talked about the bad guys. Did you like the bad guys? The bad guys was Aww, fun. It was all right? It, it was, was okay. fun. Okay. It, you know, it wasn't the best thing I saw, but it was an enjoyable time at the movies, if you want to call it that. I'd say maybe uh like three star. It's triple main man, maybe triple and a half. You know, nothing groundbreaking, but fun. It's like a heist movie, right? Like they like something like that with animals. So like it's a heist. Eleven. Yes, it's it's okay. like a heist. They're a group that pulls off all these robberies, and then they don't want to be bad guy no more. Or something, they, right? Yeah, they they decide they're gonna they're gonna go good, but then they get framed by the real like oh, mastermind bad guy who's been off the grid for a while. Oh, and then a little chaos ensues, and there's a little twist. And, uh, you know, but we got a ton of talking animals. So it's like, that's a lot of points in the good direction. <laughs> we watched a uh, animated movie last night on Netflix, Sea Beast. Have you seen this on? Uh... No. It's, uh, I think it came out last week or a week or so. And uh, it's about giant sea monsters, like giant ka- kaiju. It's, it's pretty crazy. And uh, they're attacking these boats, and so they gotta fight these monsters. It's uh, pretty cool. What did the boats ever do to these these beasts? They just lived in the water. Oh, they're disrupting their home. 
Yes, so then they're attacking them. There are tons of different. It's like watching a Godzilla movie. Like there's a crab kind of monster. A diff, it's it's really cool. It was a cool movie. So if this is a, a personal question, Gomez. Sure. Okay. If if you had to encounter one type of sea beast, oh jeez, what would be the one that you think you would be best prepared to fight off? Well, I never, I never want to like see a, like, like that. a lobster monster. Like you think you can beat up a lobster monster? Maybe because I definitely don't want to see like an octopus squid thing. Those yeah, things, definitely too not. many arms. They're fucking you up, bro. You or finished. like I, one of those giant anacondas from like the mm. movie Anaconda. Yeah. Like I don't want one of those. Like, so you think maybe like a lobstery kind of pinchy crab guy? Maybe like some kind of crustacean. Yeah, maybe that you could hide behind a rock or. Maybe they don't run so fast. Like, Sarah's right? got giant pinchers. Am I in the water? Like, am I swimming, or is it just like by water? Like, can I run out the water, or I'm like stuck? Well, in a you're boat or in something? the water to start. Okay. Where you go from there is up to you and your your will to survive. <laughs> Man, I definitely don't want to see a shark puss. Have you ever seen Shark puss? Well, yes. that's a scary movie. Not interested. Six-headed shark attack? We don't want one of those either. Those are bad. No, they sounds bad. Yes, it started with two two-headed shark attack, and they now fucking evolved. There's three, four, five, six. <laughs> it's when crazy. will it end? They always fighting each other. It's very funny. Think about six shark heads. They're just biting each other. It's a little silly. <laughs> I, nature is fucking wild, man. But yeah, I, I guess a crustacean, right? Or maybe like a. Because I feel like, say you're able to get to a place with some rock coverage. Yeah, and right. And you could get in between the rocks, and these giant pinchers can't That's get what between I those rocks. They can't grab me. Yeah. Mm, all right. So I get. I guess that wins. Although there is a like a a crabby sea monster, and it's kind of scary in this movie. Like it's, I probably wouldn't want to face it. I'm thinking about it, thinking about sea beasts and then a little lobster man. You know, yeah, I was just thinking that it'd probably be good that I'm in the water because the second I saw this monster, I might pee myself. And the last thing I would want is for people to know that I peed myself. What about you in the water and okay. you shit yourself instantly? Yes. Maybe the animal, the monster don't want to eat you because you're covered in shit. Because I'm covered in shit, yeah. Right, and I, it's just floating around you and it's like, I don't want to swim in that area. You know, not my first choice, but does sound like a decent strategy. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to shit myself, but if there's a monster trying to eat me, I mean, maybe it's the way to go. It can't hurt. It can't <laughs> hurt. And I'm in the water. It's a quick cleanup. Yeah. yeah at, the, at the very least, he's still, you were going to get eaten anyway. Yes. At the very least, little... you tr- you tried. And I make it unpleasant for him. Maybe yes. it's like, this son of a bitch. I'm still going to eat you. I'm still going to eat this motherfucker, but now it tastes <laughs> like shit. <laughs> you know, I eat around the shit. <laughs> You know, like if you get like a like a chicken cutlet with a little bone in there, and you got to eat it. You know, you pull out yeah. the bone, you got to eat around it. It just made your chicken cutlet unpleasant because you, you had still you still you, you you still got stopped in the middle of your enjoyment. But you know what? You still ate that fucking chicken cutlet, didn't you? You tubby bitch. Hungry boy ain't stopping for nothing. No. <laughs> so it was a fun movie. Sea Beast, <laughs> animated movie. Kids was movie that what this that was about? <laughs> Goodness. I genuinely forgot what we were talking about. Yeah. 
Oh, man. How's your week been, Joe? Been very busy, Gomez. Very, very busy. We got a lot going on in the captain's log. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, I will have done episode three with the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers, who's coming right off StarCast. We had a big weekend of wrestling between SummerSlam yes, and Ric Flair's last match. So there's a lot going on, as well as I've been producing just a ton of content for YouTube and TikTok and Instagram reels and all those shits that I hate, as well as trying to do my regular YouTube videos, because, you know, some of you do enjoy them. And I appreciate those of you that do. But yeah, uh, the, the wrestling stuff has been keeping me busy. Mm, you brought up SummerSlam. I heard a rumor someone watched SummerSlam. I did. I, it was SummerSlam felt like it was really just everywhere in my social media feeds this year. And now, granted, I do follow enough people who sure. are still in and around the wrestling business, but it just, for whatever reason, felt like it was just so many people, so many more people talking about it than I would normally see. So the day after SummerSlam, I had early in the morning in our group chat, our friend Armando said he was going to start watching it soon. So I said, you know what? I got the old Peacock That's and I'm going to turn it on and watch the old Summerfest. So I did. I turned it on and I watched SummerSlam. What you think? It wasn't so bad, right? Not great. Not stupac, you know, stupendous, spectacular, um, but it was fine. I thought it was it was fairly entertaining. I thought it was a pretty yeah. good show. Um, a lot of people made it out to be like really spectacular the night before when I was seeing um things on social, and I was like, wow, like okay, like I guess whatever. Uh, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was a bad show by any means. It was just fine, entertaining. Yeah. Had I been there in person, I would have been like, oh yay! Obviously, the visual of Brock Lesnar. Picking up a ring with a tractor so was innovative. <laughs> Fucking Brock is just my good. What a run this dude is having. I Cowboy Brock. It, is I look just... at it and I go, how many times do we need Roman versus Brock? Because, yeah. I, you know, there there is a there is a point where it becomes too much. The same thing as sure. Cena versus Orton. Like, yes, I, I don't really know that I want to. I ever need another Cena versus Orton match unless they're both in their seventies and wrestling in a town like Nashville, where they don't have any rules or regulations for who they allow in a ring. So that's the only place that will certify these people still having a match at their ages. But, you know, outside of that, I don't need it. And that's kind of how I felt about Brock versus Roman. And then they added enough of the Gaga and the bullshit where I was yes. like, Oh, this felt new. This yes. was cool. If you're going to do it again, give us something entertaining. And by God, I was very entertained. <laughs> I think the next time Brock would have to put like some kind of explosives in the ring as if he's trying to get rid of the moles in the dirt. That's fine with me. Bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Farmer Brock out there trying to get rid of uh, Molen Reigns. <laughs> Molen Reigns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you watch any of that uh, Ric Flair horse shit? Nope. <laughs> no. Just whatever was on Twitter. Yeah. What a disaster. I uh, I have downloaded it. Uh, I'll get around to it, but all I've heard is just, boy, oh, boy, that was something. I mean, I just, 
just the idea of it was already too much. I could just like, really, we're going to do this. And then it basically lived up to what you thought was good, except you didn't die. Right. It lived up to just how terrible it was going to be. I People seem to really enjoy the undercard, uh, which define everything looked like, you know, solid matches on paper. I mean, nothing that I felt like I needed to see. But everything was like five minutes long. I think like the longest match was like 10 minutes. Oh, like really? Everyone was just rushing through spots, just getting through. Bro, the last I cut up the the thing from when the announcers go, oh, it's time for Ric Flair's last match, and they roll the video package to the end with the post fight and everything is like fifty eight minutes long. Oh, it Jesus. is so long, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. That's a, so like they rushed through all the other bullshit because obviously no one's trying to take away the spotlight from Mister Ric Flair tonight. Where do you stand on Ric Flair? I mean, I've been very outspoken over the years about I just don't appreciate Ric Flair to the extent that some other people do. I don't think he's on the same level as enough other wrestlers. I have a hard time even putting him in a top 10 of anyone post-1980. So where do you stand on Ric Flair? I'm with you because... uh First of all, right, we're, we're WWF kids, so WCW, and that's a big part of it, yeah. Like, I never watched no fucking NWA, WCW, get the fuck out of here. Ric Flair, Dusty Road, yeah, sounds terrific. I, I didn't have time for that back then. So Ric Flair was never this uh, this mythical, cre- oh my goodness. But he's fine, you know, I enjoy, I do enjoy some of those old matches, and I have enjoyed some recent Ric Flair, not recent, but you know, his stuff with Shawn Michaels, fantastic. He had a TLC match with Edge that's just wonderful on Raw. You know, so I like Ric Flair. If I had a top 10 list, would Ric Flair be on it? Fuck no. Not even, he wouldn't even be anywhere close to it. No, I, I, I don't see it. I, I There's so many other wrestlers that I think are so much more impactful to the business. Like Ric Flair has had some great matches. Don't get me wrong. The, the Flair Steamboat Saga from yeah, 89 no is great. Away. Yes, the stuff from uh, 86 and 85 with Dusty was, you know, great. I mean, no one's really sitting here talking about how much they love Flair and Luger or anything. <laughs> I still don't think Flair and Hogan have ever really had a good match. Um, no. You know, but th- there's like the, the Horseman stuff. It's really, but like when you think about it, the impact that he's had on the business is it's really the impact on other wrestlers than it is on impact of culture on pop culture. Hogan wildly more big, bigger on a pop culture scale. Macho man, Savage, ultimate warrior, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, undertaker, Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar. At this point, all of these people are so much bigger. John Cena, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, the rock, like all of those people. And that's, Boom, off the top the whole, of my head. Yeah, he just named a whole bunch of them, yep. That's a lot of people who have had more of an impact on the mainstream than Ric Flair. So I understand that Ric Flair has had a, you know, he's been mentioned in a couple rap songs, you know, recently. With Black the Ric Flair people drip. love Ric Flair because they but love they didn't that styling and profiling. No, it's true. It's younger. It's the younger. It's, like it's, our, a, it's a new thing. We're talking about this within the past decade when he's basically been retired. Yes. It's but true. his his impact in the moment was it did not have the reach that any of these other guys had. So yes, I understand it that 
some of you are misguided and want to consider Ric Flair the greatest of all time. And I can see that him having his last match would be a big deal for this kind of show. But at the very outset of this show, at this announcement, even before they announced what the match was, did anybody look at this as anything more than a cash grab? Like, me personally, the first thing I said was, Flair must owe Conrad a shit ton of money that Conrad's like, we're going to make this up now before you fucking die. That's the way I looked at it. Right or wrong, that's the way I took it. No, but there's no there's no reason for it. No reason. This man is 73 years old with a pacemaker. Get out of here. No reason for this match. Clearly, the clown has a pacemaker. <laughs> that's why he couldn't go near the microwave. Clearly, no one wanted this. That's why this match is in Nashville, Tennessee on some bullshit show. This is Ric Flair's last match. This should be a pay-per-view that you're spending lots of money on with big stuff. Like, get out of here. This little, it's a TNA show. Like, get out of here. Now, technically, it was a pay-per-view. Yes, but I mean like a big, like this is basically like a TNA impact show. It's mostly impact guys on the on the card. And it's like, oh, we, we paid for Ric Flair in the main event. Like, this is not. Yeah. Like, this This needs the, a big arena, the big glitz and glam. It's Ric Flair. He's a showman. It's supposed now, to be, or, you know. Originally, woo. it was supposed to be at a different building that, that was even smaller. Yes. And they ended up having to move to a bigger <laughs> building. And you yes. think it still needed to be bigger. Sure. For Rich, if Rick, if this was a WWE thing, even an AEW thing, think about the spectacle that would have went it, into but it's this. Not. You know, I know it's not. That's what I, I mean. I because no one would touch was, this. I think sure. for what it was, it was wildly as part of Starcast Weekend. You know, in the same town as SummerSlam. If you're a wrestling fan, it was a hell of a vacation weekend. You know, you go to SummerSlam, you go to Starcast, oh, get all your meet and greets. You got Ric Flair's last match. If that means anything to you, um, I think for what it was, they kind of did even better than I expected it to be. It was a lot more professional looking and, uh, you know, of a show than I really expected. Don't you think it would have been a little more mainstream media wise picking up on this? You don't think Ric Flair's last match, if it was one of a bigger. I I really don't. I think anyone who would have cared, cared. Okay. And they, you know, they were able to watch it. They knew it was coming. I don't think if, like, obviously, if WWE is behind it, just because they have that marketing yeah. machine, you know, they're going to make people who maybe have never seen Ric Flair wrestle care about Ric Flair. But yeah. I think if you're someone who is a wrestling fan, you know about it. Yes. You not only did you know about it, but you may have made the trip, the pilgrimage, even to go see it live. I don't think there's they were missing out on anyone. I don't think it needed a bigger building. I got you there. You know, and then I don't think the match announcement helped anything because there were rumors, right, that it was going to be yeah. what Ric Flair and FTR versus the Rock and Roll Express and Ricky Steamboat. Yes, that was like the that, that was the first thing. That was the first thing that uh, was rumored there. I, and and I'll Ricky. be honest with you, you give me one more shot at Flair Steamboat, just. The visual of them standing sure. there getting ready to lock up, that would have been enough for me. Sure. But then you announce, and, and we got to talk about this. <laughs> Andrade looks great. Sure, he's a fine wrestler. I really haven't watched 
He's right. too much Andrade to really have an opinion of him. It's he's just up and down. He's up and down. We know why he's in this match. Sure, it's his father-in-law. Of course, it makes sense. I get it. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> now, I want you people to really think back. You people did not give a shit about Jeff Jarrett throughout his entire career. He, like Conrad even says, he was the assistant to the general manager, the assistant to the regional manager, whatever it was. No one has ever thought of Jeff Jarrett like a top guy. In fact, when he was the top guy in TNA, everybody said, why are we doing this Jeff Jarrett thing? Daddy, daddy, buy me a wrestling company. Daddy, daddy, make me champion. And now all of a sudden, because we're all fucking old now, we want to look back with rose-colored glasses at everything that ever happened in our childhood as if it was great. Let me be honest with you. It wasn't Jeff Jarrett, folks. At the end of the day, though, all they have to say is, Jeff Jarrett, you know, eight-time world champion. Yeah. It just sounds good, you know? WCW, TNA. Jeff don't Jarrett, matter. former horseman. Jeff Jarrett, That's former uh, NWO. Like <laughs> We don't talk about if those things were good when he was in them. <laughs> we don't say that. And then Jay Lethal. Oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> Am I going to get myself in trouble here? Because Why? Well, he's well out to not like somebody. Hey, hey, nice guy, I guess. He's not an entertaining wrestler. I've never, I've I have never cared Ring about Jay Lethal guy. unless he was pretending to be an old white man. Yeah, I've, like, I've I, that's Ring the fact of that. Wait, no. Does a great flair impersonation, Lethal. does a Get great Randy here. Savage. You right. know who's boring as shit? Regular old Jay Lethal. Never, well, never fucking, got it. You're gonna, you're gonna chop me, bro. Cool. Throw them <laughs> chops. He hung out with some old Joe, so I always had to see a lot of, a lot of Jay Lethal matches in the Ring of Honor. You know, like I, I just don't understand. And it's what fine. It is. He's fine. Hey, look, and there are a lot of these guys. They're, they're good wrestlers, but you know what? They should be. Their purpose is to put over the guys who can actually get over. Their purpose is to put over the guys that can actually draw. And to try to build a fucking angle between Jay Lethal, who's never been able to cut a convincing promo, and Ric Flair in a goddamn parking lot. And then I got to sit there and watch this fucking old man get punched in the fucking pacemaker, crumple to the <laughs> ground, and then curse out Jeff Jarrett and his wife while they're trying to help him up. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> so silly, bro. I mean... You... It's Ric Flair's last match, bro. You didn't need a fucking angle. It's not like it drew any more money because yes, of I know the it animosity a, because a blood feud. Yeah, <laughs> like what are we doing, bro? You could Rick have very Flair. easily said, you know what? Rick really respects Jay. Jay's been helping him train, get into shape. He's always been really respectful of Rick, and Rick appreciates that, and he would like him to be part of his last match. And everyone would have been like, all right, that's fine. Exactly, hundred percent. That would have been a lot better. I didn't need a 73-year-old man on the concrete fucking blading after being Gushing hit with a blood. woman's shoe. <laughs> Something's but listen, if you know Ric Flair is gonna bleed, come on. 
It's, it can't be Ric Flair's last match without some blood, baby. And then and then you see it during the match where they try to do the thing where they bring him to his family and they beat him up in front of his his kids yes. and stuff. And and the Undertaker, I guess he's the Undertaker's dad now too. <laughs> and it's just what, a, what this is not. This man is going to die. I was and expecting it. That's the way. More than anything. That's the feeling I got where people were just very uncomfortable with having to watch this match. 100%. It did not look good. You, And it didn't look good because it was necessarily bad, but it looked like something very tragic could happen at any moment. And that does not offer up a good viewing experience. I heard he laid on the apron for like five minutes, legit. He said he like got knocked out, like he can't, he couldn't remember. What I mean, happened. the finish of the match, he didn't win. Does, does yeah, everybody he could, know he that? Could, he couldn't, he couldn't move. He couldn't sit up. He couldn't put the brass knuckles on. He couldn't do anything. This guy was struggling. I heard he got blown up just walking to the ring, bro. By the time he got in the ring, he was. They, he looked like it. He looked finished. like it. They showed him huffing the puff and tying his boot earlier. <laughs> oh. I didn't watch it because uh, I wasn't home, Joe. I probably would have watched it if I was home. But now that I've downloaded it and it's like, yeah, I'll get to it. It's one of those things I keep like, I'll get to it, you know. But, you know, Sunday night, I was a little busy, Joe. What, what could have you possibly been doing on a Sunday night? Oh, baby. On the day of Ric Flair's last match. I know. It's, it's sacrilege. But, baby, the new metal kid took a trip to New Jersey to the PNC terrible. Bank Arts Arena. It's not the best place I want to yeah. be. But I wanted to be there that night because, baby, Mudvayne was in town. Oh, my goodness. The new metal kid has been waiting for this moment for years. I never thought they'd get back together. It's been years since they've toured. They put out albums toward the end, didn't even tour nothing. Just kind of like, here, get rid of these things, you know, do a couple shows. That's it. It's been years. Oh, Joe, what a night I had. Woo. And you know who else was there, too? Static, I do know. Static X, Power See, Man 5000, wait, and Rob there's Zombie. More? Wait. Yes. What a fucking show, bro. I was in my glory. I was in my 2001 <laughs> New Metal Kid glory. My oh. goodness. Were tickets still 15 bucks? Like, I feel like they would have been at the Hammerstein back in the I day for the same wish. show. I wish they were 15 bucks. You could, I could have got a lawn ticket for, I think, $20. Oh, they still do the lawn seats for like 20 But we bucks. need seats at our I need seats, brother. <laughs> I need <laughs> seats. So I spent a little more. It was like 50-something bucks. Not too, it's not the worst. It's it's funny, like when you think about back in the day going to shows to buildings and halls that didn't have seats whatsoever, and now like the first thing, oh, they don't have seats yet. Yeah, we're not going. I 100%. need to sit down. I don't care. I don't care if it's Mudvayne. I don't care if it's Shania Twain. We are going to sit down and enjoy this fucking show. Let's go, girls. Oh yeah, my goodness. But it was good. I haven't. We haven't been there, and like. 10 years. It was almost 10 years uh, to the day that, like, we haven't been over to that place for a concert. It was nice to get out. It was a beautiful day. The concert was great. And uh, did you stay I for just... all, every band or? No. So I left in the Rob Zombie was the headliner. I've seen him like five times, legit. He's wonderful. I enjoy him. But his jersey 
you know, it's 90 miles away from my house. Like, you know, this is, this is a drive. So it's like, I love them, but I stayed for about half the set and then I skedaddled out of there. Got some rolling rolls from Brooklyn on the way and uh, oh, nice. a wonderful evening. Yes, it was a great evening. A little roast beef, little, little corn roast fritters. Beef, some corn fritters, a little lemonade. Mink, yeah, forget about it. It was beautiful. <laughs> what, yeah. a, what a day for you, Gomez. Is it a very fun weekend? I um, maybe didn't have uh, that kind of experience with getting back to reconnect with something I love because – I thought I was going to, and then it let me down big time. Obviously, I'm talking about The Bachelorette. Oh, no. You're sticking with it. How's it going, bro? So I, I said, you know what? See, episode one did not work for me. No, it did not. Maybe episode two will soothe my jangling nerves. Maybe. That did not as well. Oh, no. So I said, maybe. Oh, really? Uh-oh. <laughs> Just... Maybe episode three would do that. How'd that, that work, baby? And that didn't either. Oh, so we are officially done with the Bachelorette. Now, how are other people liking the Bachelorette? Have you talked to your your girls? Like, are they enjoying I, it? I, I really haven't, but I will say this: I haven't seen a lot of Bachelorette chatter. Okay, that's true. I haven't either. I think I keep forgetting it's on. And now the issue I had, it wasn't really an issue. It was an observation. But at the beginning of the first episode, there's two bachelorettes. Yes. And I said, this is probably going to cause some issues because now the guys can be like, oh, I'm not here for you. I'm here for you. You know, I'm here for this girl, not that girl. And it did lead to a big power dynamic shift Mm. to the point where now at the end of uh, episode three, they got to the point where uh, a couple of guys had gone to one of the girls at like the cocktail party and were like, hey, I just want to be honest with you. You're not really my type. I'm here for the other girl. And this girl is like completely fucking devastated. Oh, my God. Threatening to leave the show. Like, oh, oh my God, I can't God. do this. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, she tells the other girl. The other girl's like, oh, my God, like, they can't talk to us like that. We have to fix this, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, they they decide to do, to split whatever guys are left. They basically do a fantasy baseball draft. Really? So the girls are picking or the guys are (laughs) picking? So Gabby and Rachel, those are the two girls. Uh, Gabby was the one the guys were coming to and being like, you're, you're not really my type. You're kind of rough around the edges. I'm really here for Rachel. Damn. Then they decide, no, you know what? Enough of this. Fuck this. We're, get, we're each getting seven roses or however many it is. And we're going to give our, these roses to these guys. And these guys have to make the decision Ooh. to either come and try to woo me, that one girl, or go the fuck home. Oh, okay. That's good. So, okay, so they do the draft. First couple, everything's going normal. Will you accept this rose? Absolutely. Then Rachel calls a guy up. Will you accept this rose? He goes, honestly, I'm here for Gabby. So now the, now the story's flipped because it was, the, it was Gabby who was getting the guys saying, yo, I'm not into you. And now in the rose ceremony, it's this guy being like, nope, I'm here for Gabby. So he gets to go 
back in line to see if Gabby's going to give him a rose. But now Rachel loses the opportunity to keep a guy around. By the end of this ceremony, Rachel has lost three guys who have turned her down to say they were interested in Gabby. Wow. That's crazy. That poor girl. (laughs) So now we're basically going to be going forward with two competing Bachelorette shows at once. That's so silly. Because now the whole point was, hey, you have two Bachelorettes. And now we've gotten away from that. And so now it's just two separate shows. That's yeah. very silly. That's that's interesting. I, I bet they regret that. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're not going to do this again. No, it was it was a big mistake. And it, it wasn't very good television. In, in all honesty, it's been... The Bachelorette episodes are very long. Yes, and there but, is a I, lot... They're 90-minute episodes. Very full. It's very so much filler. So much filler with with so many of these dates and stuff. It's not a lot of interesting content. And I'm sure it does good numbers just because people, if you're into it, you're not going to change the channel. Yes. But it's just not good television. And this season especially has not been good television. And I am done with it. I'm done with it. That's what we do. We don't like it. Move on, bro. I gave gave it a chance. I said, you know what? I'm going to try sticking with it. But it can't just be me because, like I said, I haven't seen – a lot of Bachelorette chatter anywhere. You know, this is a big show, ABC show. It's usually on all the talk shows. They yes. got those girls everywhere. They're putting promos everywhere. And I haven't seen any of that. No, you mentioned it. I really, I keep forgetting it's on because I do not see it pop up like I'm used to seeing it. Monday night, oh, it's Bachelorette time. Yep. Here we go. Nope, not really. That's disappointing. But now I say that and I... I look at the news right now and I get an article from parade that says the the headline is bachelorette suitor trash talks, Gabby and Rachel in shockingly vulgar episode. Oh Jesus. What the fuck? (laughs) I, I guarantee it's not even half as bad as they're making it out to be. If it's what I think it is, it's that one guy was saying if they got to the dream suites or whatever, the fantasy suites, if he got to that far, he wouldn't be comfortable having to go on a date with a girl if he knows that she already spent the night in a fantasy suite with one of the other guys. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. I love that clickbait. <laughs> that's that's what I'm g- going to guess is the shockingly vulgar episode. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's always that stupid like that. But checking out anything else this uh, week, Joe? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. As we speak, I'm, I'm updating the MLB trade rumor feed. Oh, what do we got? Since we last spoke, Gomez, the San Diego Padres have acquired Brandon Drury from the Cincinnati Reds. The Phillies have designated Jerry's familiar for assignment. Oh, no. The Mariners have gotten Kurt Casale, the catcher from the Giants. Okay. And now the Padres are trying to clear some salary, I guess, by trying to trade Will Myers, but who knows if that's going to happen. We've got an hour, about an hour left in the deadline. Has there been any talks that uh, the Padres plan to sign this guy? I don't think that's even being considered right now. Okay, because they've got a lot of money on that payroll. They got a so. lot of money on that payroll, <laughs> but they still have two full years yes, of him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I don't think it's something they're necessarily trying to work out right now. Hmm. 
Yeah, so this week um, I haven't really watched much. One thing I've been watching, well, I don't know why I started watching it again. I've been watching uh, Solar Opposites, Joe. Remember that really? show? I saw yeah. season two came out. I see it on my Hulu feed. Season I just three. Season three? Yes. This is the How long ago season. was season one? I'm, I'm telling you, it's, so, it's crazy. That's why I saw people talk. I was like, wait a minute. Season three? What the fuck? Where have we been? We've been doing a show this whole fucking time. Why didn't anyone tell us? Oh, so funny. So it's been on. I hear people enjoying it. So I said, you know, let me check it out. And it's the same as it was before where I laugh sometimes. Sometimes I don't, you know, some are good, Mm. some are bad. You know, it's fine. You know, it's kind of been my like uh, getting ready for bed show. So I watch an episode, then pass out, watch the next episode the next day, something like that. I've got a new show for that. It's actually Boy Meets World. Really interested. Okay. So Boy Meets World is on Disney Plus, but I recently started listening to Pod Meets World. Oh, yes. Which is the podcast hosted by Topanga, Sean, and Eric, their character names, obviously. And yes. they're doing like an episode by episode recap, which is, you know, popular to do now. I love those things. Days. Are you a fan uh, of those things? Because I like, I, not really. It's not really no. my thing, but I needed something to listen to one day, and I it, this was like on the front page of whatever suggestion I was looking. At. I was like, ah, you know what? Why not? It's okay. Uh, I do, they actually get uh, guests on, so they had like Mister Feeney on, at, you cool. know, and his wife at one point who played Happy the dean from the college alive. years. Yeah, and he's still with it too. So yeah, that's, that's you good. Know, they got uh, William Russ who played the dad. He was really good. They got Lee Norris who played Minkus. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so you know, stuff like that is cool. I, is it is it a must listen? I no, I don't think so. Uh, it's one of those things. Like if I didn't listen to a week, I'm fine with skipping it. Sure. Like I, it's not that I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god, I really got to fit in that Pod Meets World this week." But uh, it's fine. And then now I just started revisiting the show as I go to sleep, and man, it fucking. It really hits me hard when I think that when that show debuted, I was the same age as the character of Corey in the show. And now I'm this old douchebag. And like, what have I accomplished in that time? Nothing. This guy got to live next door to Mr. Feeney and marry Topanga. And I have done nothing with my life. Yes. Did you ever watch Girl Meets World when they uh, brought that back and uh, when he's the I dad made and it the girl. like appointment viewing for like the first like the first episode was a big deal. I was like, oh, I gotta watch it, and then I like forgot it existed immediately after. Most people did. I think so. That's the way it seemed. <laughs> it seems like that's most uh, streaming content, right? Yeah. <laughs> we forget about it real quick, real quick, and I think that's what we're gonna forget this week with the movie both you and I watched. We told people if you follow us at Car Jomez on Instagram or Twitter, hey, you know we're kind of late, but we said we're gonna watch this movie on Netflix. The big, big fucking deal. I didn't. I never even heard of this movie. Gomez mentioned it to me, like, hey, I just want you to know I'm watching this movie right now. So maybe you want to check it out. And I was like, ah, okay, I'll see if I got time. This is yeah. a fucking big budget movie. Oh, yeah. This is the big movie. Last week, uh, Nope came out in theaters and in streaming. This was the big streaming movie. The Gray Man, Netflix. The, the Gray Man, starring Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, directed by 
the Russo brothers of yes. community fame. Yes. God bless those those episodes. <laughs> and I don't know. How would you describe this movie, Gomez? Kind of like uh kind of like your a hand-me-down 80s action movie. Best way to describe, yeah, it's one of these um I guess like a spy thriller kind of, you know, one of those, yeah. uh, you know, espionage. It's kind of CIA kind of, you know, one of those things. Basically, you know, for, a former criminal gets let yeah. out of jail as long as he promises to kill for the FBI. You know, yeah. if you're going to be a bad guy, you do it for us, not against us. Yeah. And of course, there's someone on the other end who's trying to take down the whole system that made him the way he is. <laughs> Yes, this is uh, the newest, biggest budget streaming movie. We had Red Notice come out uh, earlier that we uh, that we were we, not fans of, but apparently is getting eleven up, sequels, getting a sequel, a spinoff. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, so now, forget about it. that's old news, bro. We got a new champion for most expensive thing at Netflix. Now, did you see a budget number for this? Because I looked and I couldn't find one. 200 i did see 200 okay because right off the bat just watching this you're looking at it going this has to be a 200 million dollar movie like has to be there's big name it's not even just chris evans and gosling you got billy bob thornton in here you got the girl from the matrix in here um yes that girl's very popular she's yeah she's in a ton of bond she's marilyn monroe like she's a big deal uh jessica is her name even the Russo brothers. Yeah, the Russo are pretty, brothers are big time directors big. now. It just yeah. came off of Endgame, you know, the biggest movie of all time. Yeah. It costs money. And all these people got together and decided we ain't gonna do shit except put a bunch of big explosions in a two hour movie. We are going to blow shit up for two straight hours, and you motherfuckers are gonna watch it on Netflix. Is that an apt description of the of the premise here? Yeah, bro. This movie is an action movie. There's a lot of action in this movie. Don't come here for the acting. Don't come here for the storytelling. For the act? What's wrong with the acting? I thought it was fantastic. You didn't love it, Chris Evans? Honestly, there's it just every which way you turn is just explosion, explosion, explosion. <laughs> Three three eighths of a second of dialogue before the next explosion. Then, oh, this one's got a gun. Oh, this one took the bullets out because don't throw fucking guns. You don't throw a loaded <laughs> gun, bro. <laughs> if you want to know why Netflix is hurting, if you want to know why Netflix is teetering on the edge of bankruptcy, as some people say, look no further than this fucking movie. Oh, come on. This is a two hour movie. It's a fun way to spend two hours, bro. You got some likable characters. You got some explosion. What else do you want, bro? Bro, it, the it's just the explosions overtook everything. At, at some point, I just tuned out the rest of the movie. Listen, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's loud. There's a lot of action. Be prepared. But I thought the action was fun. There's a lot of fun set. That airplane scene, that shit was crazy. I just got to the point where I'm like, oh, I just, I guess this is just, at least at, at a fireworks show, you they turn like into an old man. Apparently. Like, what, what was wrong with the airplane scene? I just, I just look at it. I'm like, you know, at least if you go to a fireworks show, 
they turn into like fancy designs. Like they, they got the one that blows up into like a cowboy hat. That's my favorite firework. That's a good one. I, I didn't I didn't get a cowboy hat in this one. Oh, Nothing blew crazy. up to resemble a cowboy hat. It blew up better. It did one of those where it blows up and then it blows up again. Those are the best. Oh my god, this is not a movie for me. I oh, whatever. I, it's, a, it's a movie I thought I was gonna like when Gomez told me about it. I read the description. I go, oh, yeah. Shit, how did this slip under my radar? Sure. So I put on my movie watching clothes and I said, let's get real comfy because we're going to strap in now. And then it was just like, I, okay, I get it. You have a budget to blow shit up. I, I understand. Oh, and then like, it just keep, it just keeps happening more and more, more and more. Just keep blowing the shit up. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you some good stuff. Chris Evans is fantastic. He plays a bad guy here. And it's so wonderful to see Chris Evans play this kind of smucky bad guy. Loved it. Ryan Gosling is great. You know why I love Ryan Gosling? He makes me hate Ryan Reynolds, okay? Because he does similar things, Ryan Gosling. Right? He's got a little, a little sass to him, you know? But he doesn't hammer it home like Ryan Reynolds. There's a scene in this movie. I won't say what part of the movie to spoil it. But there's a scene where Ryan Reynolds gets shot, right? Not nothing severe, and someone's talking to him, and he goes, "Do you mind if I just sit over there and just while while you while you say this? Can I just please sit over there?" It's quick, it's done, it's funny. It's like okay, if Ryan Reynolds did this same fucking scene, bro. Ryan Reynolds is talking for forty seven seconds, saying, <laughs> "Hold on, do you mind? Hold on, wait. Oh shit, you shot me. Oh, can I sit over there? You know what? I'm gonna sit over there. Don't worry. Oh." Oh, okay. What's your name? Oh, he just would have went on and on and on. Meanwhile, handsome Ryan Gosling just gives a quick little wit and then goes about his business. Perfect. This movie's a good movie. I'm sorry you did not enjoy it, Joe. Oh, I, my goodness. That, I don't know. Listen, I think movies are just bad right now. I think what this proved was if there's not a comic book character involved, uh, the Russo brothers are very mediocre directors. And um, this has probably hurt future earnings potential for Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans both. My favorite part of the movie was the end where the Russo too. brothers. Mine with, too. <laughs> <laughs> was the end with the end credits where the Russo brothers go, this ain't a Marvel thing. This is a Russo brothers thing where we have these weird looking figures recreate moments in the movie while the credits roll. It was very weird. They look like T-1000s recreating the scenes as the credits rolled. But that's what they do in, in the Avenger movies. Very interesting. That's the little signature thing, I guess. I, I guess so. I'm going to hit some music here, Joe. Oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, Joe. Where does the great man, the most expensive Netflix movie, land on your main man standings? Honestly, my first thought when this movie finally ended, it wasn't like, oh, thank God this movie's finally over. I'm probably 
being a little hyperbolic about how bad I thought this movie was, but like in all honesty, you still didn't the, enjoy it. The way. action, the explosions were they were just all encompassing and just would not fucking stop. So it wasn't like, oh, thank God this movie's over. But the first thought I did have at the end of this was, and this is why if Netflix goes under, it's because of shit like this. A hundred percent. It's because of shit like this. Because I understand why Netflix is successful. Because people want to be able to watch shit at home. They were basically the innovators of this. The streaming service has been a boon to our society. Get it. When fucking, when Netflix streaming started, that was like, I couldn't believe such a thing fucking existed. And I must have watched the King of Kong documentary 11 times. Thing was awesome. That that shit built Netflix streaming. (laughs) But who the fuck is seeing this advertised and saying, hey, Jimmy, did you see this movie? Let's sign up for Netflix. That's not happening. So I understand Netflix wants to have their own content library, you know, for to have this shit evergreen and not have to pay anyone. But how many people are signing up for Netflix that didn't already have it for a $200 million budget movie? It's the truth. I, I, I just don't see the where the business model is successful with this. They were. They're, they're bleeding money. They're hemorrhaging money. Yeah, and then... Listen, you want to put Chris Evans is a star. Ryan Gosling sure. is a star. They they have very good performances in this movie. Are they making people sign up for Netflix? Are people signing up for Netflix just because Chris Evans is doing a Netflix movie? I guess they think so, right? Because that's the only reason you do it, right? You can't do I, this without thinking people are going to, right? You can't just make this and go, well, I hope a couple, you got to go, yeah, people love Captain America. They're going to sign up. Yeah. You know, right? but then they the thing to. is, is it becomes a defeatist attitude. Like why produce any content? Yes. Because so what are you just going to do? Low budget movies. Then you look like a low rent you studio. Know, I don't know. For whatever reason, like, and this is what I said with Stranger Things, too. The budget on Stranger Things was so astronomical that how do you recoup that investment? How many people, how many subscribers do you lose if you don't have another season of Stranger Things? Maybe that's what it is. It's, maybe it's not so much about getting new subscribers. It's about not losing anymore. I, I honestly don't know, but I don't see where this becomes a successful business model. And maybe I shouldn't look at it like that. Maybe I should just look at it, look at it as it's not my money. What the fuck do I care? The same way I kind of look at about signing players. Oh, this guy wanted too much money. Like, what the fuck do I care? I just want to watch him play. Go get him. Maybe that's the way I should look at this movie. But the thing is, we need Netflix to be successful. We need these streaming services to stay in business because at some point, there ain't going to be any of them then. <laughs> and if Netflix can fail, you think fucking Peacock going to be successful? You think Paramount Plus is going to be the one to fucking stick around? Like They I, will because they, they'll learn from the mistakes of Netflix and they won't be dropping $300 million on the next one. You know, but I mean, uh, the, Amazon the movie is doing theaters, Movie theaters still doing well if you put out a movie people yeah. want to see. Maybe we, we won't get the variety and the volume of original uh, theater released movies that we got in the past, because studios will 
be a lot pickier with what they choose to produce. But I mean, we see the theater model still works. The Minions made a billion dollars. Fucking Spider-Man made a billion dollars. All these movies, you know, Top Gun is still making money. So that it, the model is there. But I don't see where Netflix can stay in business doing things like this. Amazon is dropping half a billion dollars on their Lord of the Rings show. It's pretty crazy. That's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot for one thing. You know, one thing. Like, that's a lot of money. And on Amazon, you're not getting ads. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like Hulu where it's an ad-driven service or you pay a higher premium to get it. Just where do you recoup $500 million like that? No, you can't. You can't because there's just no... If everyone signs up for Amazon, it's still not recruit. You know, it's just not hitting that level. So there has to be a point where they just. But then, if but then, like I said, you just stop spending money. Now nah, we can't do that, and then people stop going to your. Ah, it's just, well, that's the thing. It, it hello, Rock Meat Hard yeah. Place. Yeah, exactly. It's like it just. <laughs> you know, if if you say it doesn't pay to do this, then we don't produce this stuff. Then no one watches it. Then it never it ceases to exist. Yeah, so but where loop. is and I don't know, you know, a lot of it is just me spitballing. Uh, to me, it makes sense. Maybe it's it's not something for me to worry about. But at the end of the day, like if Netflix goes out of business, it's not like one of these other companies is going to pick up and say, oh, well, we'll keep we'll put even more money into shit because now we've got these potential Netflix subscribers. And maybe you do, but. Not, you know, it's going to be like WCW going out of business. It's not like everyone's going to jump over to WWE. It's there true. are a lot of those wrestling fans that never came back to wrestling. Oh, a lot of them, 100%. And if Netflix goes out of business, that doesn't mean that Amazon's going to pick up another 200,000 subscribers. It doesn't mean that Hulu's going to pick no. up another 200,000 subscribers. I don't know where these people are going to go or if they already have something and decide they just, well, Oh, Netflix is gone. Just saves me the money. They may look at it like that. Who knows? I really don't know. Either way, when it comes to this movie, The Gray Man. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> the The economics of the thing have completely taken me out of the movie. So for that, I'll give it a one and a half main men. Uh, I'm going to go uh, three. It's uh it's a fun way to spend your two hours. Yeah, some of the action scenes could be a little overkill. Like, all right, we need to keep going. But uh, you're still going to be entertained, I feel. I feel if you like these actors, you're going to enjoy their performances. I just think for two hours, you're popping on Netflix, you're watching in one sitting, you're watching in two days. I think you're going to be entertained. And maybe, maybe it's something I need to go back and just watch for the sake of watching. But... When you're seeing all this go on, like I said, especially with all the news, Netflix is in the news all the time now because of this. And then to see a movie like this become like, oh, this is Netflix's big thing right now. You're like, holy fuck, guys, come on. Like, (laughs) you sure you want to do this? I brought up Lord of the Rings. I just I wanted to say to you, Joe, you had mentioned doing watching Lord of the Rings on Mm -hmm. uh, the Twitch and stuff. Mm -hmm. So if we watch 
the three Lord of the Rings movie, the extended editions. Extended editions, yes. The total runtime is a little over eleven hours long. Okay. So it's like a little over a little less than an eleven and a half hours. Okay. So what do you do that straight? Are we doing that straight? That's what I want to ask. Mm-hmm. So we maybe take like a 15 minute break, then sit back down. We do it all in one day, I think, right? Start at like I, I think 11, so. I think that's probably 11 to, to 11, something like that, you know? Yeah, probably something like that. Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, is anybody actually interested in that? Obviously, uh, Gomez and I will be set up on a, on a live stream on Twitch or whatever. Uh, obviously, we cannot show you the movies, but we will talk over them and we'll watch get along. Reading. We'll do timestamps and everything, you know, so yeah. you can follow along. So if that's something you guys are interested in, obviously hit us up uh, at Car Jomez. It's Twitter and Instagram, best way to get us. Facebook, uh, trying to stay active on the Facebook. Thank you to the two people who keep commenting and stuff on, on the Facebook group. That's <laughs> nice to see. But yeah, I think that's the way to do it. One shot, one day. 12 hours in and out like a bank robbery. Nobody gets oh. hurt. We'll discuss. We'll discuss weekends when we get offline. Try yeah. to figure out the details. So that's Dude, coming up soon. Bigger than Ric Flair's last match. But before we get to that, we got to end this episode here, baby. Oh, then let's do it. It is now time for the big finish. All right, Joe, it's big finish time. I'm spinning the wheel. Yay. Bagels. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Is that real? Today's big finish. Bagels. <laughs> Top three bagels. Here we go. So, what are your favorite bagels? I mean, you know, it is a good question. Um, it's it's fair know. for sure. You know, I, I know everyone loves an everything bagel, right? But no, not there's everyone. Other, there's other things to get. I like. I'm a big egg bagel guy. I love. I was. Egg bagel. That is my number one bagel. Is love, an egg bagel. Oh, yes. love an egg bagel. So good. That's my number one egg bagel. And even like I'm a, I'm kind of basic. So an egg bagel with butter. Egg oh, bagel I love with butter. butter. Sometimes lightly toasted, but no, just give me that raw bagel. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't need it toasted. Yeah, I love it. But I'm an egg bagel number one, poppy seed Ooh, number two. Mm. Like a good poppy seed. And then number three, plain. I do love a plain bacon, egg, and cheese, plain bagel. Nothing wrong with that. My my shop over here, they have a really good blueberry. Oh. It's very nice. Little nice little blueberry in there. It's very nice. I my family growing up was always big uh yet a lot of cinnamon raisin. Fans I was gonna say cinnamon, we get family. cinnamon raisin here. Do you like like when they do French toast? They got like French toast bagels now. Never had one actually. It's good. It's like very just, you know, cinnamony, sugary. That, that's not, not something you got everywhere. Cinnamon no, raisin yeah. kind of became a staple. Yes, that was a thing. And now, Always. especially living in Florida, we don't have like a bagel shop. You don't have the local bagel shop. So oh, it's not something I can really get anymore. So if I want like a decent bagel, 
it's it's very hard. It's very hard to find down here. It's so crazy that you can't just open up a local bagel shop over there, boil our bagels. What are we doing? Come on. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Top three bagels and Gomez. Why are there no seagulls at the bay? I don't know, Joe. Why, why are they not there? <laughs> because, Gomez, then... <laughs> Because then they'd be bagels. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> you get it? <laughs> bagels. <laughs> bagels. Oh, goodness. Boy, we're out of time on this week's episode of the Show Best Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, remember to follow us on all the sh- social media at Card Jomez. Make sure you're subscribed, leave a review, send it to us at Card Jomez for a free Card Jomez signed 8x10. Remember, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. Tons of new food reviews, including the most recent one, a trip to Gideon's Bakehouse in Disney Springs. Again, trying out the limited edition Rocky Road Cookie Gomez. You should have seen this thing. Rocky Road Cookie. C'est magnifique. Mm. So make sure you're subscribed, like those videos, leave some comments, follow all my stuff at the Joe Shoes, the Gomez One Five Four Instagram and Twitter, and we'll be back next week to talk about what other streaming network is possibly killing themselves by investing too much money on content that we may or may not like. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, we got. The new Predator movie coming out on Hulu. I'm excited for that. I don't know about oh, you. that's on I, Hulu? Yes, it's straight to Hulu. I'm excited. It comes out tomorrow, I think. I actually like the remake they did a few years back. I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I don't think any Predator sequel is great, but they all have some good shit in them that make me enjoy them at least. So I'm excited. Other I agree that, with that. They're, they're all watchable. Yes, they're all watchable, but it's like a... But uh, other than that, I don't think anything else is coming out this week. So we'll see. We'll be back no matter what. Talking our usual bullshit, bro. Until next time. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, what? What we got? Breaking news? We may have breaking news. We we can't just let people go without an update, no, can no. we? No, yeah. I, I want to hear something good happen. Um, That's not important. That's not important. <laughs> And we're good. That's a more cowboy. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>